0: Welcome back to Operatory Nine. In this particular podcast, we're going to discuss some instances, some absurd and even some tragic instances where dentists and others have crossed professional boundaries and got themselves in some real trouble. We're going to look at some of the absurdity of that. With this content comes a disclaimer. Um, we are going to cross the line with some of these doctors into some um, sexual assault cases will be brought up. Um, and there are definitely some sensitive talk- topics here and some stuff that may not be appropriate for our young listeners or um, your children if you're listening to it in the car with them. So please be aware of that. Um, all right, well, let's get after this. Um, you guys, I can't believe I didn't hear about this. It makes me feel like I've been living under a rock. But Dr. Boutet, um, <laughs> this is not a dentist. Not a pseudonym. <laughs> not a pseudonym, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. But maybe I'm not the only one who hasn't ever heard of Dr. Bute. but I do know now. And if you want to Google this up, you can Google this up. You can YouTube this. This is Dr. Bute. She is the um, dancing surgeon, I believe she calls herself. Yeah, that's right. There are YouTubes that she was posting up. I think from what I could gather, she's probably not currently posting a lot of YouTube. But we she hope was not. Yeah, she was posting Instagram and YouTube st- videos and stories of herself dancing while performing what looked to be like incisions, some sort of general surgery.
1: Yeah, she's a dermatologist. Is that what yeah.
0: she is? Yeah, it looked like in the one video clip that I watched most closely, she um, excised, maybe did like a tummy tuck, excised a significant amount of belly, skin, and fat from a woman while dancing, and then had her surgery tech hold it up and dance with it
2: disturbing it's disturbing. disturbing
0: and then she's surprised then when there's this backlash that people come after her and she gets in trouble for this type of thing this type of behavior it's not unique to the dancing surgeon right like she's not the only one who crosses the line like this and i think it certainly happens in dentistry um before we go completely into dentistry, I don't know if you guys remember the anesthesiologist who got sued for calling the person fat when they were doing a um, like a colonoscopy. I don't know if you guys remember that a couple of years ago, somebody put their phone on record, rolled in for a colonoscopy, had this procedure done, and while it was being done was totally disparaged by the yeah, anesthesiologist. The yeah, that's right. And then and then rolls out. Um, I know I've worked with a anesthesiologist who also did that and would disparage like the parents of the children we were seeing you know we get a kid in for surgery kid would roll in and might be dirty or i don't know anything like that and then this person would just tear him apart for being oh man this filthy kid look at the parents suck and all this stuff and I, I don't know, to me it bothered me a little bit because I'm like, gosh, if you took my kid right now and you know, you put him under the surgical exactly. lights, what would you see? Right. But I bet they're dirty too. Um, but anyway, so when I heard that story about about the anesthesiologist talking smack about the colonoscopy case, I was not surprised. I was like, yeah, of course that happened. It's about time somebody recorded it.
1: Maybe it's not about time, but it's it doesn't surprise me that it's been recorded. Um what it just brings to light, like be careful what you're doing and saying, you don't know what people are. Does somebody put a cell phone in their kid's pocket when they're going in for your surgery? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Right. Well, I mean, have you guys had people videotape you while you're oh, yeah. doing oh, a yeah. procedure without permission all the time? <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> what it comes then The other thing, what comes down to is that you've got that you're a professional, right? right? And so you're expected to be professional in everything that you do and then you have if you get too comfortable you really like to rap and really like to dance and you're a surgeon and then you say hey record this this is awesome you're going to get in trouble you're getting too comfortable
0: and it's it becomes inappropriate
1: yeah and you should get in trouble for it you should
2: get yeah. Yeah.
0: you know i remember i got in trouble as a resident rightfully so for um, writing clinical notes that included very subjective observations about the patient appointment and the patient di- disposition you should not be
2: writing PIA or pain in the ass for the right. for these kids that does not go in the note
0: right <laughs> you know if you write down like oh this i was writing these very descriptive we had to write our notes our own notes I was writing these very descriptive notes that were very subjective you well, know, and that's what we had. Basically, have somebody... like, oh, this kid was being a brat the entire appointment, and you know, I learned from that. I was corrected that one. Should you ever end up in a legal situation when your note says you thought this kid was a brat, guess what? You're the one who's going to fry over this, right?
2: And that's what we had. Somebody that
0: had some law background give a lecture, and they said that you've got to
2: be make sure you are careful of what you're putting in the note because that's that does not that that holds up in court that you said that you right. put that in there and then you're disparaging what the parent or the patient whoever it is right
0: and as a professional you have an obligation to put yourself in, a, in an objective, objective position and take care of the yes. person even if you might have these other feelings you know if you're performing anesthesia your job is not to judge the person you know your job is to look at them and treat them medically and i think you're you know breaking your Hippocratic oath to some degree when you do that kind of stuff. So I definitely felt bad. I remember being corrected as a resident over this and realizing the air of my waist. I felt pretty guilty.
1: I was like, oh, you know. Well, think. I mean, we're we, right. Like, we all have kids. My kids can right. be huge brats. Yes, <laughs> yes. They're sometimes dirty too. Like, you know, yes. what if they wrote something like that in a note about my family? I'd, you know, it'd be offensive. It'd, it'd be but. offensive, and you would feel bad. So I,
0: have I mean, but I think you know something like dancing and taking something too lightly goes a little too far. and Dr. Boutet definitely, definitely took it too far. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is, you know, what happens to some of these people when they take it too far? And what, you know, hopefully there's some lessons to be learned. I know in a lot of the podcasts, we kind of ask ourselves questions, even rhetorical questions. But I think in some of these, um, these are just interesting. We've been collecting these stories for some time as they pop up in the news. Um, and I think it's an interesting examination of dentistry and as we'll see later too, the perception of dentists in the media, um, is influenced by some, by some of these behaviors, you know, and if you wonder why people don't take you serious or you wonder other things, well, look no further than what some of our fellow colleagues are doing. So, um, I think Casey, I think you have you read something on a on a dentist not doing things in some ways not dissimilar from Dr. Butte. Yeah. Getting this, a little crazy.
1: But you know, Dr. is dancing. This guy's doing some some pretty dangerous stuff. But yeah, so this lovely story comes to us from Alaska. The frontier. I, I think The Frontier, <laughs> yeah, the, absolutely. Wild frontier of dentistry. But I think it was about 2016. So there's this dentist that's working for a group, and they are kind of pushing on him. Let's do IV sedation. Let's integrate it into our practice because in Alaska, at the time, they were billing something like $175 per 15 minutes of IV sedation on Medicaid. Oh wow! So the first year that they started doing it, he billed like around $30,000 for IV sedation Medicaid billing. Okay. By the next year. He was billing, I well, I, I think it was in 2016. He was billing two million dollars in one year for IV sedation Holy alone, God. and his practice was doing like 400 something grand a month in Medicaid billing.
0: Oh man!
1: So this guy's just like knocking kids out, knocking people out, doing like totally unnecessary treatment, which culminates in. Him taking, taking. What are a, you talking
2: about? I mean, a D-O on s that, or or sounds like it's necessary. We would have be, to do behavior, that under IV sedation. Right? IV yeah. sedation, For an IV right?
1: sedation yeah. it's the only
0: modality that would work.
1: It's yeah, it's definitely the safest way, right? <laughs> of oh, course. I mean, you can titrate. Yeah, and fully reversible. <laughs> well, these are the reasons why IV sedation is superior, right? Well, you can do. You can also do really cool things like take teeth out on a hoverboard, <laughs> which is so, what this okay, guy Okay, yes, is what, yes this did. is what was happening. Wow, yeah. So, so presumably with, okay, he used a hoverboard in the clinic,
0: right?
2: To get, not only to get from one patient to the other, but he extracted teeth while still on the hoverboard.
1: While taking a video of himself and texting it to his buddies. And it, we're not, to be clear, we're laughing at how ridiculous this guy is and how... Like, this is a terrible situation. Posting a video (laughs) on a hoverboard. I'm I'm just imagining this guy who's got, like, a whole room full of
0: kids, like, a whole office full of kids. He's got multiple kids running sedation lines. And he's zipping back and forth on a hoverboard like he's, like, bionic and has wheels. And probably one of those little ones that has, like, 25,000 Instagram fail videos. Yeah. And he's cruising around doing dentistry. and then, But but isn't this how these guys do it, right? They get so cocky and absurd. Yeah, they're that comfortable. They start, they're so comfortable. They get so comfortable doing absurd things that they start taking videos of themselves, right? like So this guy, he obviously, you know, his first year doing IV sedation is $30,000 worth. That sounds pretty normal to me. Like I can imagine easily 30 grand and ki- you know, kids or whoever who needed IV sedation. Yeah. Fine. Good. And then he's like, I got this. And then he starts going crazy,
1: crazy, crazy. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I'm the freaking king of the world. Well, for he's context. He's making millions of dollars. For context for listeners that aren't familiar maybe with billing and dentistry. So if he is doing these procedures on nitrous, like nitrous oxide, and he, he's getting paid maybe like 60 bucks for a whole visit. Yeah, and man. so he's seeing 170 bucks every 15 minutes. Yeah, let's knock these kids out and make ton of money. Right, because he could probably run each of those kids an hour. Do,
0: do it all day long. Yeah, but then you're right. Then he gets so crazy full of himself, he's doing stuff like shooting videos. I guarantee you Dr. Boutet wasn't shooting videos in the beginning. She was probably cranking up the jams while she was doing surgery and grooving. And, then somebody and the assistants to be, so are, are like, funny, man, yeah. you've, you've got it. This you're, is like, oh, this is, you're so fun to work with. You're like moving and grooving. And yeah. you, you do great work
2: while you're doing it. Oh, man. Like, yeah, well, let's take a video. Yeah,
0: I'm okay yeah. with that. And then let's grow the social media following and let's do this and let's become like Dr. Pimple Popper, but I'm the dancing surgeon and I'm going to have a TV show. And then at some point, America draws the line between like the circus freak show and... You just violated people. And now the other problem Boutet had was that she wasn't getting consent.
2: Well, and the other interesting thing about that video, the news video, is that she called the patient and said, hey – st- and the patient's thinking she's calling to apologize. No. She called to say, hey, you had good work, right? Can you – can you promote me as the dan- dancing surgeon? No, yes. there was no apology at all. No, no. Was, She did not see anything wrong no. with this.
0: No, Probably still doesn't. Right. Probably still doesn't. Probably is delusional and is like, I was doing a great service and there's people out there who are going to want the dancing surgeon.
1: Yeah, guaranteed Dr. Alaska IV sedation hoverboard is not calling and apologizing to parents for sedating no, no, their I, kids. I'm
0: sorry I sedated your kid. Um, you want no. the
2: hoverboard dentist, right? You want the hoverboard dentist to take of, your tooth out? Hoverboard people dentist, coming from across the country.
0: Your... <laughs> I mean, we've joked in our office about getting busy and like using like Heelys to like roll around the office. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, I can get from room to room faster. I could wear roller skates. Um, that's not I... happening. It's not happening yet, <laughs> De- and definitely not removing teeth whilst <laughs> yeah. hovering on a hoverboard. And I think that's one of the challenges we have in dentistry is that we often. Don't we blur the line between something that's really serious and professional, and something that's kind of like maybe like silly or like relaxed? Especially in peds dentistry. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I think sometimes there's like a it's a fine line between what's fun and happy and like when you turn on the serious.
1: Yeah, and you can understand I'm getting caught up in the moment a little bit, but yeah. Teenage Definitely kid. gotta know your boundaries. You gotta <laughs> know
0: your boundaries, and you gotta set you gotta set your boundaries too, because parents um, perceive them in different ways. I had a situation where um, I was taking an appliance out on a kid, and the appliance was stuck. It was a, I think it was an expander, like a rapid palatal expander, and it had so I don't know some food or something that got lodged between the. Expansion appliance in this kid's palate, and the palate swelled up just massive, really quickly, and it like covered the some of the bars, and so I was like, all right, you know we got to get this stupid thing out, and we went, and when I tried to remove it, realized that it was really painful for the kid, and the mom jumped up from the seat in the room, and she came up, and she was like, he's in pain, he's in pain, and she started she had some dental trauma that she was dealing with and she started freaking out so she's yelling and screaming and starting like hyperventilating and this kid who is perfectly fine starts freaking out so now i have a kid who's going crazy and a mom who's going crazy and i'm like oh my gosh i got it like what am i going to do and like the situation is escalating really fast this kid's got this expander i feel like one side had come out like i had one side detached and the other side was stuck and I was kind of in this weird situation where I knew that if I just grabbed it with the band remover and gave it a really hard pop, it'd probably just break free. And I don't know if the tissue was like swollen over it it closed over it or what the deal was. But the mom starts yelling at me like, you have to numb him. You have to numb him. Why aren't you numbing him? And I was like, um, okay, if you know if you think that will help, I can numb him. And she's like yelling at me. So Especially I, on the palate, right?
2: Especially on the palate. You want to, this that, is the that'll problem. Help. that help. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking
0: help. at this mom and I'm trying to say like, hey, don't don't tell me what to do. But at the same time, this kid's in pain and I'm like, well, I guess I could numb him. Maybe that would help. But I'm thinking I probably just need to rip this thing out. But she's yelling and I can t- she's really serious. And so instead of just like taking it out, I'm like, okay, hold on. I try to calm the kid down a little bit. He calms a little bit. I send somebody to get anesthetic. They rush back with the anesthetic. I inject this kid, start getting him numb. He goes crazy while I'm getting him numb, you know, because he's already like turned up to 11. Now the mom's like up to 11. Everyone's going crazy. I got this kid numb and I'm trying to get the thing out. And meanwhile, all the assistants are waiting for that one room because you're in an
2: open bay. We're in an open bay. We're in the middle of the open bay. But nobody else is there because they've ha- had everybody else. You're having a situation. Right. Yeah, and what was and so happening was— so the assistants are coming to look, the mom is thinking everybody's looking at
0: me. Yes, well, because we have a window. It. We have a big window into the room, which we put on purpose so that we could easily see in there to see what's happening in the door. I had somebody—first of all, sometimes the staff drive you crazy. They tried to seat a patient in there during the middle of this. This whole thing's going on. It's m- complete mayhem. And they roll in with like somebody for an ortho adjustment in the neighboring chair. I'm like, no, 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 can't you see? You gotta leave. So, get oh. out of
1: here. <laughs> so
0: they leave and they don't know where to put this kid. So they're standing. They send the kid back to the waiting room or whatever, and they're standing there looking in the window. So I get like 20 assistants staring in the window. I get the mom going crazy. I get the kid who I'm trying to get numb. He's not letting it happen. And I can't remember the circumstances now, but I could not get that thing off after it was numb. I don't know if it was. Just the band was tied or the... I couldn't get a purchase point with a band remover and I tried like every style of band remover in the planet and I decide at that point, I just got to cut it off. And at this point, this kid's screaming. This mom is going absolute berserk and it's just like, you can't think straight. And so I tell the assistant, I'm like, get me a handpiece right now. And so they give me a handpiece and burrs and I grab it and I pick it up and I go to like put it in this kid's mouth and just like whack this expander in half so I can pull it out. And the hose detaches from the motor for the for the instrument. And just like I hit the pedal and it goes
1: and it just, why not? It just
0: <laughs> shoots off. And I and I just started laughing. Because in my mind, I was like, "This is the worst possible situation." Yes, this is the worst possible how situation. How could it have gotten any worse? Yes, how right. how does this get worse? What else can happen right now? Lightning gonna hit me? Like what is gonna happen? The hampiece, you know, the tubing's on the ground. It's all loud. The and I just started laughing, and the mom got so offended. You're laughing at my kid. This is serious stuff. And I was like. Stop her! I'm like, Look, I'm not laughing at your child. I'm laughing at the scenario. I'm laughing at the circumstance. I'm trying to defuse this for myself. Anyway, I did get that. I cut that expander loose. I got it out. Kid healed up just fine. Everything turned out okay. Mom calmed down. We had a long talk, and we learned that she had a lot of de- dental trauma in her past. Anyway, um, that was a scenario where. It just reminds me, and I guess how it relates to this, it just kind of came to mind was it's a fine line between this like very serious professional environment and this like looser, like happy, fun environment. And you can cross that line really quick. I think I see my kids do that all the time. They're playing and then somebody's crying. And it's a very fine line between having fun and going too far. And this, was a, and this wasn't one where, I guess... Well,
2: and everybody's lines are different. So yes, the dentist she, doesn't think that they're crossing the lines, but the patient definitely thinks that
0: you are. That Yes. That's like, when you're, you're not taking them trouble. serious. Right. You're not taking me serious. You're laughing. Your staff... And this mom thought that the staff were looking in the window and everyone was laughing and mocking the situation that her kid was struggling or suffering. And it wasn't the case at all. It was really like they tried. they needed the room and I was trying to manage it. And then I had a moment where I laugh where I shouldn't have and I had to be very apologetic and I've had to think about that
1: since then like hey I can't laugh to you know diffuse my stress well and you and you're talking to probably over a hundred parents a day right maybe 99 of those parents wouldn't have been offended maybe maybe some of them would have laughed with you but you don't know you don't you're in there (laughs) you
0: don't know all right so I'm gonna hit the peak right here and we're going to take this and there's a couple of heinous stories that are just the most absurd things of where dentists have crossed lines we're going to get to. And I'm going to first share my most embarrassing moment in the dental clinic where I accidentally crossed over a boundary that I wished I hadn't. Um, and um, didn't realize it until I was deep, deep in. So if you I, haven't,
2: if you haven't made the listeners wonder what kind of practice you're, you're I'm going to spill it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to spill it
0: now. Yes. Um, but somebody was asking me the other day, though, like, what is this podcast even about? And I was like, well, this podcast is is kind of about what it is to be a dentist. It's not a podcast. If you haven't figured this out by now, that's going to make you a better dentist. We're not telling you how to be a better dentist. We're talking about the like ups and downs and the the silly things and the crazy things about being a practitioner.
2: And the the, the stories that come through about and the your stories,
0: profession. And the stories that come out of this profession. And this is one of those.
1: In fact, if you've been listening to previous episodes about like dental school and student debt, you might not even want to be a dentist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so exactly. You <laughs> might be questioning it, And this story here might take
0: you over the line. So, I have a um, short but very powerful history of patients that have vomited while I was treating them. You know, people assume you get barfed on a lot in dentistry, and I don't think that's true. Um, I can only think of three barfs that I've really been involved with in, you know, over 10 years of this. And here's number two. Number two barf, I'm working, I'm doing restorative. I have a kid who's struggling, I've got the mom. You know, we always treat the parent present, I get the mom really close to this kid, up right where, probably where most dentists would have their dental assistant. The mom is just right up next to this kid, right up in our heads, and she's sitting on a operator chair, like an extra operator chair. So she's sitting right next to the kid, I'm sitting on the other side, I'm operating, and I got my dental assistant standing behind us, you know, passing instruments and whatnot. And I can't remember what led up to it, but this kid just hits a massive vomit. And by this time I'd been in practice long enough I knew better than to take the vomit on myself. And I flipped this kid on his side and he barfs right all on. over the mom right on and the mom. all over like the floor and like the chair and himself. So now the problem problem was that you know the dentistry wasn't complete. So I needed to finish the job. So I need to like quickly clean this up but continue the continue. So I instinctively reach over and I grab the high-speed suction, and I start suctioning. I'm suck- sucking up the vomit off this kid's face. I'm sucking it off the chair. You know, the assistants are running around like getting stuff to hurry and clean the floor. And I turn to the mom, and the mom is sitting, and she's got vomit all over her. And I bring over the high-speeds back, and I start suctioning, and I'm like just suctioning all around. And <laughs> on,
1: I'm, you know, everyone and can this imagine. This is where Chris crossed the line. Yeah, and this is where the <laughs> line crosses.
0: She's sitting. She's got vomit on her lap and I'm suctioning. And you have to imagine the closest thing to this suctioning would be you're like at the um, car wash and you got the vacuum with like the angled vacuum that you can get to use to like really scrub the carpets and get the crud out of the carpets. That's what I'm doing to her jeans with my high-speed vac. And I'm just going for it. And all of a sudden, I realize I've migrated from... Wherever I started, (laughs) and I am deep down between her legs, and I am vacuuming the crotch on her jeans vigorously, and I and I I realize it all of a sudden. I'm like, and I and I freeze, and I turn and I look at her, and she just has this wall-to-wall grin on her face and she looks at me and we both have this moment of like yes that just happened yes that just happened and my face turns totally red and she and she just starts laughing and she's laughing really hard and i'm laughing and i'm like oh my gosh here you finish and i hand it to her and she's like (laughs) And she's just, like, buckling over laughing. And we almost forget that we're doing dentistry on this poor kid who just vomited. And um, my assistant is just, like, frozen. She doesn't know what to do. She's like, did I really just watch Dr. Chris just vacuum this woman's crotch with a high-speed vacuum? Yeah, yes, you did. And... um, I, I, I don't remember anything beyond that. I must have blacked out. But no. did you get all the vomit? <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think we got the vomit, and we finished the restorative, and I can't remember. What's well, funny, I can't even remember who that kid is anymore. I, I don't know. I can't remember who the mom is. It seemed like I, it'd be somebody I'd just like really remember. I don't actually remember it. I just remember that feeling of, like, I'm just cleaning up the vomit, and I feel so bad that this mom got vomited on, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to clean this up real quick and then i realize
1: oh wow
0: this is what i'm doing
1: but isn't that usually how it goes when you get yourself into trouble it's when you have good intentions yes. try to do something to help somebody out right Yeah. This,
0: <laughs> it does seem that life goes that way a lot i think i think it, i'm now that i'm thinking about this story more i do remember the girl and i remember that we got um we gave her a T-shirt from the office. We had some office T-shirts. We gave her an office T-shirt to wear because we had to change her shirt because her shirt was covered in barf and it was a really long shirt.
2: And that next day, you started practicing ortho. Is that... that (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm (laughs) going to commit myself to ortho in this office. (laughs) So true.
0: Yeah. That was one of the funniest moments. I just got so lucky that that mom was cool about it and that she realized that it was like a totally innocent mistake and that i caught myself and she caught it happening and then it was just it was just funny and it was just circumstances she was sitting and that's where the barf piled up and i you know i was just trying to quickly help her clean up because i felt bad that she was barfed on and anyway it was a very embarrassing story and pretty funny um now there have been people
2: on on another note some that are not as funny.
0: Yes. no. Th- so this is what's weird. There's this story we recently read out of Canada. This is crazy. This one is, this was, oh, this is pretty new. September 13th, 2019 from the City News out of um, Canada. I don't know, I'm not sure which part. Um, there is a, di- the headline reads from the Canadian press, Dental hygienist loses license as sexual abuser for treating his wife. Um, this is a crazy story where a dental hygienist is fighting, um, in Ontario to have his license reinstated after being classified as a sexual offender for treating his wife. They have a dental act which prohibits any type of sexual contact or relation between a healthcare provider and their patient. Fair enough. Um, But this, I guess in some areas it's been amended where it allots for a dentist or a hygienist to treat their spouse. Apparently in this area in Ontario, it does not, this law has been amended where a dentist can treat his or her spouse legally, but a hygienist cannot. And this hygienist was treating, it's kind of a weird story. It looks like from reading it, the hygienist was treating a woman. They develop a relationship. They He quits seeing her as a patient. He's like, oh, we're having a relationship. I'm not going to see you as a patient anymore. Then they get engaged. And then he hears, hey, no, it's cool. You can treat your spouse. So he starts treating her again. They get married, continues to treat her, and then somehow gets reported to the board.
2: Now, who has reported? Thank you. Who is reporting this to the board? Is it the, is it the, the wife? Is it somebody else in the practice? Like who has the the frustration or the the anger that this needs to be reported?
0: Yes, and that's the problem with these when you read these like newspaper articles, right? Like an online news about this thing. Like, what the hell? Right? What do you I, I agree. This is the biggest issue. When I read this entire thing, I'm like, okay, you have a law that
1: says you can't have a relationship with your patient. A romantic relationship. Okay, fine. Um, it, and that's only in, I think it was in Alberta, Canada. It's only in that one province in all of Canada. Right.
0: Right. This person is not like a threat to the public. There's no reason why this should be. He's not a predator. Not a predator, right? There's nothing. <laughs>
1: Sexual assaulter. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing wrong. Saying, yeah. There's
0: nothing wrong happening in this. But like busted off like really a stupid, like a law that is being being stupidly enforced but who's enforcing it it's so weird and but really i mean i've worked on my wife in the office get her teeth cleaned whatever i've worked on my kids who's reporting this nobody knows what happens who are they reporting it to and who cares maybe is he billing it billing it and somehow like it goes through the state i don't know how canada works maybe he's billing it and it goes through the state the state's like oh you're billing treatment on your wife as a hygienist. Do a hygienist bill under their own licenses? There, I don't know.
1: But again, who cares? Who <laughs> it's cares? Such a stupid. Thing. Here's the other
0: funny thing about this story. If you look at the news article, there's a photo at the top of it that is appears to be somebody organizing dental extraction forceps for about a hundred people. There's like twenty five <laughs> forceps. There's a little basket full of anesthetic and a basket full of like needles. And then there's one, two, three, four syringes, and like I said, like 25 different um, extraction well, forceps and some like spiky looking. Clearly, at, uh, in Canada, letters. the
2: uh, dental hygienists have beyond expanded function, so <laughs> yeah, you, they they're allowed to use yeah, forceps, exactly. and they do can extractions. Do, they
1: can do whatever they want. <laughs> no Maybe noise. they're trying to to one up the two molar extraction guy. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's exactly what it, like
0: is. We'll show you. Okay. So now this is where things – if we haven't crossed the line for you already, we're going to now. Um, we're going to dive into two cases where dentists have actually committed sexual assault. And look at some of the absurd factors surrounding these cases. Now, dentists are often maligned in TV and media is being creepy, right? Yeah. So there's the sadistic dentist, but there's also the creepy dentist and the idea that you might take advantage of somebody, right? Okay, so one of our favorite TV shows ever.
2: Cheryl, would you ready the nitrous oxide, please?
0: Okay, here, Brian Cranston is the dentist. Silk shirt, halfway unbuttoned down his chest. Takes a heavy hit off a black... Oxygen mask what attached to the a nitrogen machine, or no, nitrous oxide our machine. office. Yeah, we find it fun to swap now and then. Jerry's in the chair.
1: <laughs> hey, you just take some deep breaths and try to relax?
2: A full face mask. Full face mask. <laughs> full face mask. Full face mask. Because <laughs> clearly that's how you do dentistry.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward. Jerry's coming out of like an anesthetic stupor. He's seeing, he has blurred vision here. He looks to the right. He can see the dentist buttoning up his shirt, (laughs) but he's also still wearing his rubber gloves. The hygienist is buttoning up her jacket, blouse thing that she's wearing, also still with gloves. Okay, end of that clip. Presumably, this is Seinfeld. This is a commercial break, okay? Now, um, coming back.
1: Here they are the rest. Maybe you
2: were still under the gas. Maybe you were hallucinating you were coming out
0: of gas, but you were still under the gas. I don't think so. I think they were getting dressed. And not only that, my shirt was out. Your shirt was out? I think so. Well
2: what kind of shirt was it?
1: You know, like a tennis shirt.
2: Oh, you don't tuck those in. Sometimes I tuck them, sometimes I don't. <laughs> well, were you tucked? I think I was tucked. <laughs> You were. I mean, what, what do you think could happen?
0: I don't know! But I was spitting out and rinsing like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> Is this guy a dentist or Caligula? What are you getting? I don't think I'm hungry. Okay.
2: So you were violated by two people while you were under the gas. So what? <laughs> You're single.
0: They're damaged goods now. Join the club. Hey, by the way, did you ever call that guy from the All right, all right. Oh so, yeah, Jimmy.
2: While this is funny, this is this is Jerry. This is Seinfeld. We're watching. Every there's a laugh track. You're encouraged to laugh with this. But this let's be clear. May, this may not be as funny. Like this couldn't be aired you, now. Exactly. You, you could, could not, not air, this, air today. this today.
0: In the light of the Me Too movement and uh, this this thing does not air. The idea that like Elaine's like, hey, so you're sexually assaulted. Who cares? Join the club. Like, that's not going down today. The thing about Seinfeld that made it so funny was that they took scenarios that were so absurd. That were so absurd, but they were also close enough to things you knew and people you knew that you could draw. Like when he draws in like the soup Nazi, like everyone's been to that restaurant. Where the guy selling you what you want is a total jerk, and you got to and you feel like you have to tiptoe around it. It makes you uncomfortable, but you keep going back, right? That's like it's that, like basically And that in...
2: was Jerry Seinfeld's comedy. It was observational comedy.
0: Yes, and this is great. This is observational comedy of the dental office. So we might say like, hey, this is an unfair, this is an unfair view of the dental office. Like this is not what happened, right? Like we feel bad because we called your kid a brat in a clinical note, and. You know, we feel bad that we sucked vomit (laughs) off your pants, but we don't cross the line like this. Well, but people have. And this is, this is absurd. 2014, this is a story out of the Washington Post. So pretty, like a legit news source. This was published in 2017, this incident. Um, Incidents is here with this guy happened between 2010 and 2014. Story goes, patient breaks a tooth. Google's a dentist finds this Dr. Ahmed in Washington. Goes to the dentist. Is told, "Hey, you're gonna need, you're gonna need a tooth extracted." Okay. I says, "All right." And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna read um, the quote straight from the Washington Post. Okay. He has laughing gas for the procedure. Then quote, "The patient said he woke to find his anesthetic mask askew and the dentist forcing him into oral sex." End quote. Okay. I've got real problems with this. Now, not problems with the victim. No, no, no. Let's
2: clarify. Yes. But maybe the whole story wasn't brought out. Some, because we is, use nitrous yes! oxide every day.
0: Nobody but, gets so sedated that, like Jerry. From just
2: and, not nitrous oxide.
0: And no dental office that I've ever been in has a nitrous oxide mask that could be askew to reveal your mouth, right? They they only cover your nose. You've got like a nasal cannula or you've got a nasal hood. Have have you guys
1: ever seen anything beyond that that's actually used? No. Nor could the nitrous oxide delivery system provide that much nitrogen gas. Well, it's and bit, nowadays right.
2: you have you have safety features to allow so that doesn't
0: happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: certainly anybody who had a dental practice in 2014 had to have been inspected and be abiding by federal. So. There's no way that this guy, if this story is what it says it is, there is no way, no way that this guy had nitrous Only. oxide.
2: Only. Only. So there had to be some
0: other either sedative or he masked, Or he masked or... him down with an anesthetic gas. Because you're not pulling that off off nitrous. No. No way.
1: But it's very possible that he did it in a different way. Yes, it's totally <laughs> right. possible
0: right. that he did it in a different way. So... This apparently happened a bunch of times. This is a 45-year-old man. He did a bunch of times. He lost his license. The office was closed. He he got charged. He went to jail, as he should. But, okay, I hate to say this, but this seems really risky to me. I would not put my fingers in a sedated patient's mouth under any circumstances. Let alone... For fear... (laughs) That they could be chewed off, right? There's no way. (laughs) There's no way you should put anything in somebody's mouth
1: who's coming out of sedation. And also, let's talk about... Okay, you said something important. He did this tons of times. So the dental hygienist in Canada treats his wife for routine dental cleaning and gets his license revoked indefinitely. This dude's getting away with... Forcing oral sex on sedated patients for how long?
0: Like, that's um, 2010, crazy. 2010 to 2014, it looks like, at least. So over four years, Um, this is happening. At least over four years, this is happening. I mean, is that like,
1: negligence from any sort of authority like a dental board? It reminds me of the Dr. Death podcast about the surgeon in Dallas, the, the neurosurgeon that's, like, cutting up people's spines... He right, decapitated right. a patient, and he did this for like a year or two before any sort of consequence came to him. Right, it takes so long, and this idea that it's like the
0: benefit of the doubt is given to the doctors is cr- complete craziness. So, like, you know, the worst example of this, and this is the guy that we we're going to talk about also. Okay, is Doctor Bob Bob? So, Doctor Bob Bob, for those for those listening unfamiliar with. um, Dr. Robert Hall, I believe was his name. This is a dentist who in North Carolina. Yes. In North Carolina was assaulting female patients by putting his own precious bodily fluids as Dr. Strangelove, so
2: his essence. Eloquently put. And so it, yeah. eloquently put that, yes.
0: Putting the substance into you know, like injection syringes, and then at the end of a procedure, like an extraction, was administering that giving it to women asking them to like swish and swallow said fluid as part of the dental treatment
1: and he was using it like as a cauterizing agent that's what he said well
0: that's what he told patients yeah sure he told patients oh this is going to help with your bleeding and he would say scientifically proven <laughs> yes he would send his dental assistants out of the room to get something that he didn't need of course at the end of the procedure Go get something. At the end of the procedure, who leaves the operatory? The doctor leaves the operatory. The assistant stays behind. What
2: doctor is staying with the patient? Like, is is gonna stay there longer than the assistant is? No, there's Nobody. so many. Like you move. Like most doctors move on to
0: their next patient. Right. But the abusive creep doctor does. So, right. he so this is.
1: So for anyone listening, that's a potential dental patient. Or seeing a physician, any medical yes, professional, right? this is a red flag.
0: Yes, the, 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 yes, the practitioner sends the assistant out of the room for some one-on-one time with you, and then has a suggestion. Probably nothing going to be good. I can't imagine Dr. Ahmed had his dental assistant present when the patient was coming out of anesthesia. Right. There are a lot of things that irk me about this this story, but how his
2: lawyer, what he lawyers up, and yep, the lawyer course. is saying, "Oh no, 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 no. it's." It was clearly it was a a dental product that was a cleanser. There is nothing in our profession that we require you to swallow.
0: Exactly. There's nothing. There's nothing.
2: And that's what was said. Oh, they would multiple people would say the doctor said to swallow this. There's nothing in there. You either spit it out or we place it on your teeth with a brush. And then we rinse it out. And then we rinse it out. There's nothing that you You don't
0: ingest anything unless it's like an oral sedative you're given. No, no. Before a procedure. But there's no like... So the thing is, so the story goes, right? A female patient is given this substance. She's like, wait, she gets suspicious. I think I know what this is. Brings that up to the dental assistant. And the dental assistant says... We think We've this suspected this. Be. We've suspected this. So they go and they raid his pockets because apparently that's where he's keeping stuff. They raid his pockets.
2: And the waste containers where it has and way- five used cont- syringes. These yeah. are syringes that were filled with this.
0: Yes, exactly. So, But the more crazy thing about this. Okay, so that's the, that's the tragic side, right? Is that this guy's doing this, right? This is terrible for dentistry terrible in life um, just another example of a creep who
1: got educated like this, and put this guy in should be going to jail for a long yes. time and but does something he something
2: like that like you can't just one day think i'm going to try this out you this oh, has no, no, to be no. premeditated no, this you is have super to like like work yourself up to do something this heinous right like to okay like psych yourself up okay this is going to be the day and then do it and then, okay, they it worked. It. I'm going to do it again. And and that is what blows my mind is that you have somebody that is, has that, number one, the thought of that. Number two, I'm going to execute this, this and does it. And then multiple times. Oh yeah. Of so course. it's, it's, it's beyond me. It's but disgusting. also,
0: but also the board quickly suspends him and gives him back his license while they do the investigation, how exactly how can you do
2: that? How can you have somebody like that give them back their license so that they continue?
1: Doesn't it? And kind then of... it
2: says they said you're not allowed to treat women alone.
1: Yes, this what is what about mystery? what about me? What about guys?
2: I don't want I don't want him at all, alone or not alone. No, nobody wants to
0: be. Around nobody this guy. wants and this. If this is the complaint. I mean we were just talking about this, um, Antonio Brown. Like, sent. I mean, he did some questionable stuff, right? But it's. I don't know. I won't say what sexual assault is worse than another one, right? But he so much as sends a few bad text messages and some other things on top of what he's done, and he's instantly fired, right? Nobody can touch him. This dentist. The dentist. This dentist, who's in a position of trust, where remember we have laws that say that this is a this is a power this is a power dynamic situation right powerful doctor less powerful patient right power dynamic doctor takes advantage more responsibility in freaking canada the hygienist because of the power dynamic can't treat their own wife and loses his license but here
1: oh it's cool you can have your license back while we investigate this and, and keep in mind one of these patients one of these female patients was a 14 year old girl yes thank you Ugh. I mean, it's so wrong. It's disturbing how... It reminds me... I mean, obviously not to the same scale, but it reminds me that, like, it makes me think about the Michigan State um, gymnast scandal that's going right. on. And the board members for that went under investigation. I think, like, there were people going to jail, getting prosecuted. What about this dental board? Yeah. Like, people in charge well, of the this Well, the thing situation.
0: is, like, if something goes... I don't know if this fell under like a malpractice or how this was done. But when those things happen, the lawyers work hard to seal this up, right? They seal it up so they can resolve it and a lot of the stuff doesn't get publicized. So this dude kind of escapes it. Well, then what he does next is crazy. He does eventually lose his license, goes to jail for a very short period of time. And then he heads to sunny Belize. He opens a clinic. He's getting ready for his grand opening. And I believe a tourist... Or somebody comes by and notices it and is like, oh, wow, this is really weird. Or maybe it's an expat or somebody. It's like
1: somebody from the local paper.
0: Yeah, somebody's like, this is unusual that an American can open up a dental clinic down here. How weird is this? Look, Googles this dude, which I guess somehow the board in Belize didn't figure out how to use Google. (laughs) Googles it and finds that this guy... um, finds out who he is, and then quickly they call the authorities, and this guy's shut down before he ever opens business. But, but again, how does it get this far? This day and age when information carries with you forever, like if you run for like political office, they can find something you said in high school, and you can get fried over it because you said it, right? And yet you have these guys who are like offenders,
1: like serious, heinous sexual offenders, and they're like, they can't get caught. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think he went to county jail for four months. I think so. It's a nothing. little
2: slap on the wrist. Don't do that. Don't,
1: oh, hey, hey don't yeah.
0: Do that. Don't do. And I love this. He says he was collecting his own um, samples oh, yeah. because he was taking Propecia, which is a hair loss medication, to fight off hair loss, and he was concerned that that would lower sperm counts. Therefore, he was doing his own, like, collecting.
2: So you keep it in your desk, in your pocket yeah, exactly. all day, right? And
0: you do that at work, right? Yep. That's I, I, you know what? Clearly. Gonna, I think the best place for this is going to be my office.
2: Now, I have to pause here. Um, not that you don't have enough attention already with what what you've done in, in your offices, but you were asked to inject uh, some unknown substance into some patient's <laughs> like early in
0: your career too right what
2: was your experience with that
0: thanks jason i'm glad you reminded me as if i didn't <laughs> already embarrass myself enough in this podcast with um, writing disparaging notes about patients and my vacuum situation um i did i had um a doctor who was working with me who had an older guy who would been, had a his or a, I guess a background as a holistic dentist and we can discuss the meaning of that another time <laughs> but um he had that means he had like a bunch of vials of homeopathic injectables that he brought with him just like this huge case full of them and I was extracting a tooth on a girl one day with one forcep one at a time and after I extracted it he comes into the room and he's like, Chris I got the perfect thing for you you want you inject her with this. And the liquid came in like a teeny glass vial. I'm like, what is it? And it's, you know, something or other. I don't know what it was. He's like, oh, it'll make her now heal. Now we're really wondering what it'll it It'll make her <laughs> heal so nice. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'm not just going to inject this into my patient. What do I do? But I, but I, like, I don't want to have a confrontation with him right in front of this patient parent and be like, oh, I'm sorry, but I don't feel comfortable doing this. You know, I don't know what it is. Is this
1: one of those situations where you say, well, you first. (laughs) (laughs) Let me introduce you. So (laughs) what I did was I was like,
0: okay, give it to me. He hands me the syringe and I grab the um, dental assistant's hand and I grab the high speed suction. And I'm like, I need you to retract the cheek with this. And I have it turned on and I have them retracting the cheek with the high speed suction. And I went down and I buried the needle into the tip of the suction and just unload the entire cartridge into the, into suction. the suction. So it wasn't so just nothing. Mouth. After that appointment, I was like, what the hell was that stuff? You know, what is this? And he gave me a book about homeopathics and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that'll be another topic. But yes, I've been in that situation. <laughs> not in
2: to, that situation. No, I've been in a situation <laughs> yeah. where I was
0: asked to inject something I did not feel comfortable with. And um, I faked it. <laughs>
1: Well played. Good job. job. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's wrap this one. Um, We hope we took you, the listeners, on a magical journey, and you enjoyed some of the um, the stories you heard about today. Um, You can look those all up online. We can post links to them. Please um, share the podcast with friends and those who you think might be interested in hearing it. And feel free to chime in and join the conversation on our website. And the okay. website
2: is www.operatory9number9.com.